0: and I bit his ear and I
1: just start fighting him.
0: Warning, baby, watching The
1: Nina Show could result in extreme overflow, fall about overwhelming blessings chasing you down from the north, south, east, and the west. Proceed with expectation, y'all. Hey, sunshine, and welcome to The Nina Show. I'm so excited to have you all today. I have my home here with you, with me today. And I know you guys have probably seen them on social media. One of them is quite the character while the other is just as constant and steady as they come. It is a pleasure and an honor to have my mom and dad, AKA Joseph Henry and Melanie. So listen, on this show and this season of The Nina Show, we are talking all about the cost of purpose. And, you know, a lot of people see our glory, but they don't see our story. And specifically as it is, you guys have been in purpose for over, what, 40 years, working in ministry together, running a successful company together, owning, uh, raising three children together and countless others, you know. Uh, what is it that you feel like has been the cost that you have guys have had to, had to pay Being married for as long as you have been together.
2: Well, I can't say that it has cost anything. Mm -hmm. We've gained a lot. Yeah, we um, have learned each other. Right. And in this season, we are learning how to separate. I don't know if I can say from phony, fake. To for real.
1: Yeah. And that's
2: yeah. where our focus is now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's back up because I might have jumped the gun there. How did you guys meet? Tell us the story.
2: Well, we met at McDonald's.
0: Yeah. Mickey D's? Mickey D's. It was my, well, it was my first job. Maybe my second or third one. Mm-hmm. He was a manager, a shift manager. Uh huh. And I was working there. He would come to work three and four hours early just to watch me work. Not just. And you sit didn't there. Have nothing else to do? Nothing
2: else to do. And then
0: every time i look at him, he turned turn away like he wasn't watching me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I got it. And so how'd you end up on your
1: first date?
0: Oh, now I remember that. Yeah, that's a good question. Can't I think remember. maybe he just, you just took me home, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. He had a car, a 66 a Thunderbird.
2: Yes,
1: I remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: And... He just took me home, and that's the kind of way it started. Huh. Started dating from there.
1: From so him taking you home, because mm-hmm. you didn't have a car. Nope. So you was dating the man with the car, huh? Right. Okay. <laughs> I was on the bus line. You was on the but bus But I didn't line. stay on it long. Okay. And you both were raised, born and raised in Atlanta. Right here in Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a grady baby.
1: You're a grady baby? You too daddy? No. Where are you born? I was born? born
2: in Northside.
1: Northside Hospital. hospital. Okay. What was the moment when, as you guys started dating? I'm assuming you guys were in high school. you guys had jobs, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So around 15, 16? Yeah, I, I think I was 16. Right. Like 15.
2: You were 15. Yeah. I was
1: 16. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And so, as you guys dated, how long did you all date after that before you guys decided to tie
0: the knot? I was five years, right? Because yeah. we didn't get married to 1985. Five. Five. Right. Okay, so it was a considerable amount of time—at least five or six years—because we grew up together.
1: Yeah, you know. What was the moment where you said, "This is my person"? Hmm.
2: I think last week for me. Just last (laughs) week, (laughs) Daddy. Um,
0: I don't think I had a moment. I
2: when I was in Okinawa, Japan,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, and I couldn't get in touch with anybody else. I could always get in touch with your mom.
1: Yeah,
2: and. Just her being available to me because I'd never been away from home, so when I called, even though I was calling collect, you know she would accept the charges and say yay. Yeah. Just to hear that voice was enough, and I said this is for me. That that's
0: when it was. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think it was um, my mom fell in love with him first.
1: Oh, that
0: ain't. Yep. And like you say, he's always been constant. Mm -hmm. So he was always there through the good and bad times. Even when I was in high school, um, he was always there, present. And so I think that's when I recognized that I needed somebody to be there and be present Mm -hmm. in those moments um, when I felt most alone. Right.
1: Yeah, he was my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and you think friendship is important. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think friendship is what keeps you from going and doing things to one another that you wouldn't ordinarily do out of anger. Mm -hmm. It's friendship. Yeah. You don't want to see your friend hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, for sure.
1: I have a few questions for you all that the people wanted to know. What's been the biggest obstacle that you all have faced in your
0: marriage? I think is, I don't know how to pronounce it, monogamy. Monogamy? Monogamy in our early part of our marriage Mm -hmm. without foundation. Monogamy
1: without foundation. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate?
0: As a young woman, you know, what they tell men is one thing, what they tell women another thing. Okay. We have two different standards. Mm -hmm. If you come together and you got two different standards, but you have no foundation to base those standards on. And because we came together so inexperienced, so young. It was the first, uh, a lot of things we had, we experienced the first with each other. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have a foundation as to how to move forward Mm -hmm. from there,
1: Yeah.
0: And how to sustain it, you know, until we found the love of Christ yeah and then we began to have a foundation
1: so you guys both got saved together
2: no oh no
0: i think I, no because i, I can I, yeah
2: i i've always because my mom's a pastor and i grew up in church Charlie. so i got i got i accepted christ at a young age mm-hmm. although i didn't know what it necessarily what it meant mm-hmm. but i knew it was something i at the time needed to do right and later was something i wanted to do yeah. So that, yeah, I've always had thought I had that relationship, and now I'm understanding what having that relationship really means.
0: So,
1: yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. What is it? Um, people don't stay married for as long as you have, as a matter of fact, I think that people today find it more desirable to be by themselves because. Perhaps, you know, we are now making more money than we had back in the day. You know, you guys got married in a time where black people really didn't have much. And so you kind of got together and kind of built today. Um, what is it that you feel like kept you all married? I understand. I know. Of course, I know. The people don't know that you all have been married, divorced and remarried. Mm-hmm. What was the moment where you guys, after you got divorced, that you decided, we want to get back remarried, and we were able to rekindle our relationship and forgive each other.
0: I don't think it, it's just one moment. I think it takes time, healing takes time. Mm-hmm. And I think, I got some hair on my lip, oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think that, again, friendship, foundational friendship, and him being constant, it wasn't like, the years that we were divorced, that he wasn't around, because mm-hmm. you guys were here. Yeah. So he was constant. It went. nobody else had a chance. Nobody else? You couldn't date nobody else? I dated, but they were like, Where, why am I here? He's always here. <laughs> and I was like, well, these are his children, and I'm not going to put any parameters around when he can see them when he can't. Yeah. In other words, you're going to have to step aside. His children are here, yeah. and this is why he drives, and he would drive every, no matter what state he was in, he would drive back to Atlanta almost every weekend to see y'all and mm-hmm. spend the weekend and drive back. Yeah. yeah. So he was constant. That's good. There was really wasn't no room for anybody else. No
1: room.
0: I think it was a trick.
1: I think it was a trick. He tricked you. He trapped you, Melanie. You was trapped. He locked you down. That's called, in today's society, that would be called cop blocking. Do it? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what you was doing, Daddy. You know you're wrong for that. Okay. What, okay. Do you have any regrets? Anything you would do differently in your marriage? Yeah,
0: I got a lot of regrets. A lot of regrets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that I don't know, controlling me and the rage that's inside of me and Mm -hmm. not kind of taking it out on him. You know, learning his love language a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. and him learning mine, you know. I think um, just hurting each other as we grew. Maybe if we had given each other a little bit more time to know who yourself is before yeah. you join with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Were you able to see like the big change when you guys get decided to get remarried in each other? Did you see you had grown after you got remarried um, in terms of the obstacles that maybe you faced prior to you don't face you didn't face again in your marriage?
2: I would say no. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that, because God told. Oh, um, well, God told your mom. Said, uh, um, "Either get out of the way, I'm gonna go through you, but I got to get him." Mm-hmm. So after we got remarried, you know, I started putting one and one together mm-hmm. and realizing that if I didn't pursue my relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. that I was gonna lose everything. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a father. Yeah, I didn't necessarily understand what it meant to be a husband. Mm-hmm. So God had to learn me in that area. So it was harder. Yeah. It was a lot more challenging after we got remarried mm-hmm. because everything that I had opened myself up to and exposed myself to was starting to hit me on every every angle it could. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And the
0: girl went not having
1: it. You weren't having it? Mommy, tell the story of when, before you guys got remarried, and you realized that God was real in your life.
0: One of the most obvious manifestation of God was when I was carrying Joseph.
1: Your big head baby.
0: Yeah, and my biggest baby. He was the
1: biggest baby. He He is the tallest though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, your dad decided that he wanted to move out. He wanted to be single. So most of that pregnancy, I was in the military, in the Navy, away from home. Um, I went through by myself. Mm-hmm. I was clinically depressed, but in the military, you couldn't say that. You couldn't talk about mental health in the military. Right. Um, and one night, I was huge. I just rose up out of my bed and you were in your bed. I went and packed you up, put you in your car seat. I went to the kitchen and got a knife. I put my knife and you in the car and I drove to his single pad.
1: Oh, his bachelor pad. His
0: bachelor's pad pad at Uh the time. And before I got out, I looked all over for that knife. I could not find the knife. Mm -hmm. I went upstairs, banged on the door, bang, bang, bang. And he came to the door rubbing his eyes and his little sexy underwear and everything. I don't know what made you open the door. I could have been anybody. Mm I don't even know if he looked out the window and, and saw it and the peephole and saw it was me.
1: You knew she was high even though you had a woman in there? You still answered no?
0: Yeah. Oh, uh-huh, okay. And he opened the door, and as soon as he opened the door, I just went head first, I mean fist first into him. So hard until we both, he fell backward. And I was huge, so I fell on top of him. He actually braced my fall uh-huh. with his body. And I bit his ear, and I just started fighting him. And he said, Melanie, Melanie, stop. Melanie, Melanie, stop. Get it. Stop it. Stop it. So he got me up, and I went outside, and I was in a rage. And I took—I had a pipe or something. I found a pipe, and I started just banging on his windows, his car windows. And there were some people standing out to the side. And they must have heard the loud noise because they walked up to me and said, did you hear that? And I said, I tried to gather myself. I don't think they bought it. Yeah. And they said, um, they, they were like, did you hear that noise? Did you? I said, yeah, I heard it. So somebody called the police.
2: Okay. And the
0: police came out, and it was this black police officer in Jacksonville. And he walked up to me, and I was just in tears, drenched in tears. And he said, ma'am, go home. He said, ma'am, go home. And I was like, look, look. And he said, go home, ma'am, please go home. Mm -hmm. I got in my car, went back to my apartment, put you in the bed, and on my nightstand, I had one of those older beds, and it had a a headboard on the nightstand with a mirror on it. I always kept my Bible, and on top of that Bible was that knife Mm -hmm. that I could not find that I was certain I packed in the car. How I ended up on top of that Bible, I don't know yeah. to this day. But had I had it in my hand, I probably would have killed him. Mm-hmm. I knew God, I knew that God did something yeah, in, a, in a vein. Yeah. And in those moments afterward, I laid on my bed in a fetal position and cried so hard until the bed shook. And I felt an embrace. Mm-hmm.
1: That comforter
0: an embrace that wrapped their arms around me, yeah, and that's when I knew that was the first time that I heard God spoke audibly yeah. to me,, yeah. and I knew that I was going to be okay, right. that you and I too at that time were going to be okay, yeah, yeah,
1: how did that experience one I, I want to go back, one of the things I realized about me and mommy. Mm-hmm. Is that we kind of talk about our pain um, in order to teach other people? So she's told that story, you know. Oh wow, how does that make you feel?
2: It's a great. It's going to help some. Yeah. It really and truly is going to help someone. So I don't have to verbalize it. I lived through it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I learned through it, and it is really help. It's going to help a whole lot of people understand that life as what. What people see us today, where see where we are today, don't understand that we could have had that moment in our life. And still, even through that, Love I have never, I never, w- never would, never will, and ne- never have, never would, and never will hit your mama. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. raised my hand to her. Mm-hmm. I will hold her to keep her from hurting herself. Yeah. When she went into you those better- moments, Joseph? I don't think I'm gonna hurt myself, but hurt him. You were pregnant at that oh, time. Yeah. So she could have hurt herself and hurt Joseph. Yeah. So I, I have to help her calm down and calm through that moment. I So if someone else can learn yeah. and see how God is a redeemer, how he can restore and how he can build even through what we at that time thought was no way coming back from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for us to be able to sit here today and somebody else can hear it and say, wow, if they can go through it, then maybe I can go.
1: Yeah. Speaking to men, uh, daddy and mommy as well. Mommy loves to say all men cheat, all men cheat. Mm -hmm. Being somebody who has had infidelity in their marriage, what would you say to a young man that about infidelity that you had to learn?
2: Well, I had to learn. I had to learn me. Mm -hmm. I had to learn. Who Joseph Henry is. I thought that I could love somebody else and that would help me learn how to be a man. I would never bash anybody who, any man who was in my life, but no one ever had those conversations with me. No one ever told me the importance of my person. Mm -hmm. How anything that any conversation I could have, I could have with her. I can be safe and secure with her. Even when my those insecurities rise up. I could come to her and have that conversation, and even to this day, yeah. I'm still learning that. Mm. I would tell any young man that there is nothing that's going to satisfy anything within you until you get that certainty and assurance in yourself.
0: Yeah,
2: it's all about confidence. Awesome. It really is.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times we do things out of fear and uncertainty. Yeah, and our self esteem. Yeah. You know. And it's so much that you don't know that you think you really do know. Right. When you're twenty, twenty-one, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so much you, that you have to learn, even about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To any woman that's dealing with infidelity in her marriage, what would you say to her?
0: Don't deal with it. Don't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in accepting it. But I know that there's a tomorrow after it Mm -hmm. and it don't necessarily define the end of a relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, there are a lot of needs that go unmet. And sometimes we try to find those needs in other people. Yeah. But that's not where the answer lies. Most of the time it lies in Mm ourselves and us doing the work within us. Yeah. And so I would say definitely therapy has helped. Being a therapist has helped me. You are a therapist. And, yes. and yes. even now, as I'm going to through another stage in my life, mm-hmm. the 50-plus, nearly 60, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm learning different things about Melanie, what Melanie truly liked and what Melanie really didn't like, mm-hmm. you know? And now I can verbalize that to him. Yeah. 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 When before, I couldn't.
1: Yeah. yeah. I find it interesting, you know, I've been on this earth for 33 years and this is the first time that I think you and I have had these conversations, you know, about what it really is to be married and some of the sacrifices that you make as a woman, as a man, what sacrifices do you feel like you have had to make? And then also what sacrifice do you feel like you have? Cause looking back from the outside, looking in, it looks like in order to be married, you have to die to self. Would that be an accurate description of what marriage is?
0: I think it's, yes. I think you definitely sometimes have to not speak, but watch, listen, and pray. Mm -hmm. I think that's the journey that I'm on right now. As I'm not raising grown children, but I'm watching y'all as y'all mature Mm -hmm. and find out who you really are, find out what you really want out of life, Mm -hmm. is that I have to pray. For you guys, yeah, you know, it always means speaking to it, yeah, you know. That's some of the experience I'll go through, y'all yeah, absolutely have to have go to. through, yeah. You know, I can't shield you from it.
1: Yeah. It, had it had to happen. It had to happen. It had to happen. That's good. What about you, Danny?
0: I think it is.
2: It, it goes back to what I said earlier mm-hmm. about this: the confidence, the assurance, the certainty of who you are. Yeah. You have to die to yourself because my preconceived ideas of what a man is supposed to be, so far removed from who a man really is. Yeah. I, always, I was always taught that men are not supposed to cry. You always gotta be strong. You can't be vulnerable. You can't show your sensitivities. And that takes away from being who a man is. If I can't be vulnerable with my person, I'm lost. I don't have anybody. I don't have another safe place to go to.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, yeah I, I think you have to. And as you mature and as you grow, you realize that it's okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to show that to everybody in the world, but your mom knows when I need that shoulder to lean on, she, she, she can look at me and say, Hey, what's going on? Yeah.
0: I think if you think about the our journey we lived through the idea of there's no romance without finance, toxic masculinity, the independent black woman type thing, Absolutely. and a lot of those models and ideologies we had to overcome, yeah because they're not they they are not what defines a you yeah. or a person yeah. as a woman or as a man, right you know. Um, yeah. it's entirely different. Yeah. It is. And sti- and sticking there through thick and thin is entirely different. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just gonna stomp out. No. We're gonna stay here. Look, you might go in your room, I might go in mine, but we're gonna be right here. Yeah. Your daddy would until, you know, when he was going through that period he left. But most of the time when I would get angry about silly stuff and wanted him to leave, he wouldn't leave. He
1: wouldn't you couldn't, you couldn't kick him out of that?
0: Kick uh-huh. him out. No. You wouldn't leave? For what? You wouldn't throw his stuff out the door? Oh, I threw it out number of times. What happened? I went and picked it up. And Britt came, came out. Right...
2: Uh-uh. We're not doing this.
1: Y'all hear that? Can't nobody kick you out your own house.
2: We're not doing it because nothing's going to get resolved if we, if that's how we're going to handle a situation. Yeah. So we got to be able to talk. I didn't realize what I was doing. I just knew I was not leaving.
1: That, yeah.
2: I didn't have the words to communicate at that moment, yeah, at 80. that time, but I knew, look, after 1988, I'm never leaving again. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be a father to my 86. children. 86. I'm going to be a father to my children, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. going to be a husband. I'm going to learn how to be a husband. That was it for me.
1: Yeah. Well, That's good. Yeah. Sounds like you had somebody who never left. Yeah. who made a commitment to stay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the root of how marriages is. I remember one time you told me the only difference between a married woman and a divorced woman or a married couple and a divorced couple is if somebody decided to stay,
0: mm-hmm. for sure. They're thick and thin, thick I'm not walking thin. away. Yeah. Bad, ugly.
1: Yeah, rich folk.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: okay, all right, let's see. Okay, so, Mommy, what would you tell a young woman who was getting married? What any advice you would tell them?
0: I would tell her to take care of herself. Mm -hmm. If she needs to be refilled, take the time to do some self-help so that you can have something for yourself. It's okay to ask for help. If you're feeling overwhelmed, it's okay Mm -hmm. to ask and say, okay, I can't do it. I can't pick up that phone call right now. I just cannot do it, mm-hmm. you know? I, always, I also would tell her, make sure you have something for you. Mm-hmm. Something for you.
1: Yeah. You know? Financially or just anything? Both.
0: Okay. Something where you enjoy doing just by yourself, okay. right. where you don't have to pour out into anybody else, because a lot of times we get empty.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't even recognize we're getting empty, but we're empty, mm-hmm. and sometimes we need to be refilled. Yeah. So I would say, and financially, yeah, keep you some money, always.
1: Yeah, for sure. What about you, Daddy, to a young man?
2: I would tell a young man to, to find someone who they can talk to, mm-hmm. honestly and openly. Yeah. have those hard conversations because 98% of the men nowadays are being raised in single women households. Yeah. So they don't have that mentor or that man who they could talk to. I didn't. Yeah. My dad was alive, but I never once had a conversation about what, it, what is being a man like. Yeah. His lived examples taught me that I was always going to be in my children's life. That's good. That's where I got... I knew I was never going to leave my children yeah. because I I lived through that.
1: Your dad left you.
2: Y- yeah.
1: You have eleven siblings.
2: Right. I have ten siblings. It's eleven of us total.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, I was in the I was in the bed for almost three weeks straight after my dad left because he had been there every day. Mm-hmm. So when even through all everything that my he and my mom were going through, but when he. Decide, okay, I'm going on vacation, I realized at that moment, because of what I had to live through, that I would never put a child through that. Mm -hmm. No matter what me and your mom went through, I was always gonna be there for my children. Right. And there's not not been a a dance recital. It's true. Nothing that would keep me from being with my children. Mm -hmm. So I would tell a young man, find someone who can help you Mm-hmm. as you as you grow through being a man yeah. and don't ever lash out at your person mm-hmm. those scars are so hard to come to bounce back from Yeah, i've never cursed at your mom i've never ever raised my hand to her and i would encourage any young man it's just not worth it that's
0: good that's good yeah. I can't say the same, but. You we be, you been knocking in the bucket?
1: You was getting? Melanie, I, you all your life you was fighting, huh? <laughs> all your life you was fighting out the hood? Horrible. You was fighting, fighting. What do you hope your legacy will be?
0: That love is unconditional, good, bad, or ugly. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, moments are precious. Family is precious. And we got to stick together regardless. You know, I might not always like you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But what I do is love you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be there. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's what daddy taught you is how to always be there, Mm -hmm. how to always be there. What do you love most about your partner? So we do these... um, exercises and acting class, and it says what I want you to know about me and what I love most about you, what, what I love most about you is. And so, Daddy, what is it that you love most about Mommy?
2: Is that she offers me that safety and security. When I come home from work and if she's out fishing, that makes me happy mm-hmm. because she's doing something that she wants to do. Me being able to find that safe place in her that's peace for me.
0: Yeah. What do you love most about Daddy? I love the fact that he's never stopped working. He's gonna make a way, you know. I might have an idea or a vision. He's the vision he's the person who carries out the vision. Mm-hmm. I might say, you know, we should do this, 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 invest in this, this, this. Next thing I know he'll look for moments where we can invest. Yeah. Or we might buy we we should buy this property. You know, he'll look for a way to purchase it. So he carries the vision. He carries and he's not afraid to work it hour after hour after hour, which I want him to stop doing by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Works really hard. Yeah.
1: But he was a hard worker. He is. That's
0: good. And always has been.
1: That's good. That's good. So I wanted to ask you uh name a time in your marriage. Where you feel like God has surprised you.
2: God surprises me every day. Every day. I when God restored us after um we we got divorced, mm-hmm. He surprised me then. Yeah. I didn't if I was sitting in your shoes looking in, I would have said, nah, that ain't thing ain't going never happen. Right. She's done. She, you know, I messed up for real this time. Yeah. So God surprised me then. God surprised, I know I, I tell you all the time, I say, thank you for choosing me. Mm-hmm. God surprised me with who, the person you become. Yeah. God surprised me with the persons my sons have become. Mm-hmm. So every day, God surprised me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think He surprises me every day just with us being here and being together. And even when we don't agree, being able to disagree, but still love each other and come back around. Your daddy is a great, most of the time when there's an apology that needs to be given, he gives it.
1: That's important. Somebody got to do the apologizing. Somebody got to do it. Uh-huh. Do it. Mm-hmm. it might as well be you. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> A lot of times I just keep a lot inside and, but I'll start the communication. But most of the time, I'll, most of the time he'll and apologize. He'll apologize first.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: And that's helpful. It
1: is helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially when you're trying to be stubborn.
1: Yeah. Two people, stubborn people can't. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's a roadblock mm-hmm. to anything. Yeah. I had a few people write in and ask, what do you think the difference between being married now and back in the day is?
2: Being married now people don't want people don't want to endure yeah right. they don't have the desire to put the work in now I think if they can go from the altar to the mansion mm-hmm. they're good, but they don't know the road that leads to the mansion and they, that, don't, um, they don't they don't want to put the work in yeah.
0: yeah I agree with him I think people don't understand stand with it. You know, staying right there, regardless, you may have every reason to walk away, even your friends might tell you to walk away. Your parents might tell you it ain't worth it, yeah, but you make a choice to stay right there yeah and i I think back in the day, women stayed there maybe maybe they didn't have a choice, you know, uh, maybe they stayed for children, maybe they stayed for financial reasons, but they stayed. Yeah and along that journey, everything worked out.
1: Yeah. What made you stay?
0: I think all, all the above. And I stayed I at certain times for different reasons, you know? And everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. That's really good.
1: Well, I never like to leave the people without a word, but I, all people just love you so much, Mommy. Do you have any final thoughts that you wanna leave the people with? about marriage?
0: I would just have to say, know who you are, be ready for a real, true commitment. Yeah. Do not make it optional. People make people disposable these days. You know, they you make family members disposable. You think you could just shut everything down and walk away and start a new life. No, no, fight for. it. That would be, I guess, the word I would lead. Yeah. right for what you want yeah. and who you want to be, Yeah, you know, and be ready when the opportunity avails itself. When the door gets cracked, prepare yourself. Yeah. You know, I got three degrees because I was in preparation. Mm-hmm. Prepare yourself. So when the door gets cracked, you can walk right through it with the confidence that you need.
1: Yeah. 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 You're a big advocate of prenups. Why do you feel that way? I
0: think... Because I've seen so much in my life mm-hmm. where people lost out. Because even in our situation, some of the experience that we explained to you, there was some viciousness in there. You just got a tip of the iceberg. And mm-hmm. on, in those moments, you're not necessarily thinking about each other. It ain't about no love or all this stuff that we're telling you. you just out. Fight. The, the fight, yeah. get what you need to get. You yeah. got people in your ear. Yeah. You better get that girl, uh-huh. you better get that boy. Yeah, so I would say that those moments when you separate and you begin to fight, you forget all about the love. So yeah, I believe in prenups.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's necessary in the world that we live in now.
1: Yeah, you have two sons now. One that is engaged, soon to be married, supposedly. Uh, one that's on his way. What is your advice to them as they go into marriage?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. What would you be your advice?
2: My advice is the same. Use the example that God has put before you. Mm-hmm. I never tell them that is easy. Yeah. But I always encourage and let them know that it's doable. Okay. If this is the person who you have chosen. And word of God said, he who finds a wife. Finds a good thing. thing, And obtaineth favor with the Lord. So if this is the person who you have chosen, then just know that your favor is in her. Yeah. From God. Yeah. So I just tell them, look, you know, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Look at me every day. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would tell a woman, be a good wife. Be as good of a wife that you can be. Right. You know. And understand that you that will be returned unto you. Mm-hmm. Be the best mother you can be. And that will be returned unto you, you know. It's not without fault. We it's not that we didn't make mistakes. But we did the best, the very best that we knew how to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we continue to learn. Yeah. Because even some of the lessons that you've taught me throughout these weeks that you've been home, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're learning still. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember that time, and I'm a, I will close with that. I remember that time when we were out, and uh, the median came up to us and said, "I'm getting something in from a lady. Her name is e with the E." And she looks like a mother figure, and we we took it as, you know, Grandmommy Eloise was speaking and saying how proud she was of you guys, that you were able to stand the test of time and keep your marriage together. I'm proud of you, too. Mm-hmm. I thank you guys for the example that you've been and who you've shown yourself to be, and never stopping, you know? You know, never stopping, never stopping.
0: It's, it ain't easy. Yeah. Because some of the stuff y'all be talking about, I'm like, hmm? Where did she get that from?
1: Yeah. Oh, with your kids, huh? Mm,
0: Where they learn that at? Hmm.
1: Yeah. But we kept going. Yeah,
0: and y'all keep going. Yeah, we and that's keep the going. thing. We, we stay in the fight.
1: We stay in the fight. That's the word. Mm-hmm. That's the successful. The how you have a successful marriage is you stay in the fight. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, I never like to leave you guys without a word and a word of prayer. So the word is stay in the fight. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Don't give in. There's more and better days of head ahead. And so we'll pray. God, we just thank you, God, for this moment. We thank you, oh God, that all your promises are yes and amen in Christ. And because you said where two or three you gathered touching in the midst, that there you shall be, I thank you, oh God, that Lord Jesus, that you will continue, God, to dwell in us, that you will give us the deepest desires of our hearts. I pray for my sister or my brother who is looking for their mate, Father God, who is struggling with loneliness. I thank you, oh God, right now, God, that Lord Jesus, that you will be their comforter, that you will lead them and guide them for to the person that you have for them, and that you would God prepare them to be who you call them to be in the relationship that they have. I pray, Father God, for marriages that are not healed, for marriages, God, that need healing, for marriages, Father God, Lord Jesus, that are need a touch from you. May they know that all things are possible. I pray for those who may be hurting, God, for not having their father in their lives. And I pray, God, that you would heal them and let them know, Father God, that you are the ultimate Father. Now, as we leave this place, but never your presence, God, let something good happen to us. Let us know that you are with us. That you are here with us you see us and that you hear us in jesus name amen
0: amen well thank
1: you guys so much for joining the nina show i'll see you later bye